beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast, and this is episode 196. Keep it moving, man, right along, especially in these times of quarantine, man. We're going to keep you guys going with this young quarantine and combat, keeping us, you know, up to date with everything that's going on. And like I said, we're continuing with our weekly conversations man so before we get to that remember man you got to be safe out there man be safe wash your hands wash your ass and everything else you have to do man and and i'm telling you yo this social distancing thing is legit you know what i'm saying it is a real thing stay away from folks like i said we're recording remote we're doing anything else we got to do to make sure we're keeping it rocking and keep that going man um we all have to we're in this together we're not like john jones going out there and wilding out and uh don't get it twisted i will be talking about that news and so much more on our five rounds of fight news episode that is also coming up this upcoming week we'll talk about john jones we'll talk about what's actually going to happen with ufc um 249 and so much more man but on this episode today man we are blessed we are joined by a friend of mine man somebody whom i believe is you know really gonna go ahead and grow with the fire podcast and um and 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 again he has his own thing going that i think you guys are going to love as well so joining us on the fight podcast today, man, we have Ernest Estimate, man. So Ernest, I'm telling you, man, this dude is a modern day renaissance man. Not only is he the head and the starter of rap and combat, he's also one of the individuals that, again, man, he really truly understands and loves the sport not only combat sports like mma and boxing but he's also super into when you know really has his, his his finger on the pulse in terms of uh pro wrestling as well man this dude's background man he has been in everything from hip-hop to to fashion to to media everything man and i'm so grateful to have him in our weekly conversations with the fight podcast man so without further ado enjoy my convo with Big E of rap and combat on the fight podcast what it do brother thank you for joining me on this episode of the fight podcast bro how you living how you doing, brother? How's everything? Oh, bro, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well, man. My man got loop mood lighting in the background and whatnot. I ain't even mad at you. <laughs> Man, listen, bro. <laughs> I need some type of lighting or some like that to help me out with this face right now. I'm looking crazy scruffed right now. Oh, bro, don't even worry about it, man. We just go ahead and put up the, the, the audio. So you good, man. You ain't got to worry, bro. Shit, man. But uh and speaking of speaking of which, how how am I sounding right now? I'm on sound- the I'm on the cell right now. Yeah. No, you do sound, I sound fine. good? Yeah, you sound just fine. All right, Absolutely, man. Well, look, as I said, man, thank you as always for joining me on the fight podcast, man. First time on the show, definitely is not gonna be the last time um before before i really get into it bro i've already done a little intro for you in the, the head of the show but uh do me a favor man tell the people a little bit about yourself and uh fam what, just just let them know about the man no for sure for sure i appreciate that first and foremost uh just thank you for having me um you know this is really cool uh, i get to just engage with your audience your space and um, i'm just really excited to be a part of the fight podcast family and just see it grow and blossom into 
what we know it can be. Um, oh, you know, without any further ado, my name is Ernest Estime. Um Best known now, infamously, going by uh, Rapid Combat. Yeah. And uh, Rapid Combat is going to be the brand that I'm just helping build. And, um, you know, uh, there's just so much layers to me, man. So as we go on, you know, there's just so much to drop as far as things I've been a part of. Absolutely. Uh, experiences that I might have had within uh, many industries, including uh, the entertainment industry and also including some sports as well. Um, I had to start up for a little bit, so I know that grind. Um, I know what it takes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm definitely with you, sir. So, uh, you know, I definitely believe in what you're doing. I believe in the brand. And uh, I like what you're doing. I appreciate uh, in you. In terms man. of the things that, of course, of course. Yeah, of man. course. And thank you for being and, a part of the, uh, of the Fight Podcast fam, bro. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're growing as a fam and I appreciate you being a part of the fam uh, I, I totally appreciate that in terms of uh, things that I'm into guys um, I'm definitely into MMA um, all kinds I'm not just uh, the UFC guy um, I will admit though that I might have some casual understanding in other um, scenarios such, such as like Submission Underground or uh, your Risen or One you know they're not stuff, the most though. mainstream I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a stack. You know, like I'm definitely still like fine tuning. Sometimes I like might nap. You know, the weed naps might hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I might miss the tour too. But I always try to catch up. Um, I'm a big boxing fan as well. Good. Um, also, I'm a huge uh, pro wrestling fan. Um, I've been a part of a few podcasts earlier in their earlier iterations from like Cheap Heat. I've, I've done an episode there. All right. Um, you know, like that's one of my passions for sure. So uh, expect for me to give some insight on that world as well um, in terms of what we're about to talk about, especially today. Well, I love it. I love it, man. Because here's the thing. I, I, in terms of all of the MMA and combat sports, bro, if you guys listen to the show, you already know I talk about all of them. I love one. I love Risen. Um, I just love all fights. Anybody got some fisticuffs to be had? I am all about that life. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate this. Also, somebody else, you know, who's about that life as well, man, because uh, it, it's one thing, man. And I think one thing I've talked about on the show before is that there aren't a lot of individuals like us. When I say like us, like I said, I'm talking about my skin folk and my kin folk, young people. We out here trying to, like I said, I have to make sure that, you know, we are actually talking about it because at the end of the day, man, we're the ones performing in it. And when you see the people talking about it, they're nothing like us. So being somebody like yourself, bro, I appreciate it. And one of the big things that you, you talk about also is hip hop. And we all, and you and I had an amazing discussion not too long ago between the correlation, the relationship, the kindred spirits of the two, hip hop and, 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 and MMA specifically, man. So for you, yeah, being yeah. a hip hop head, being somebody who has been in that industry, in entertainment, what correlation do you see between the two? Well, you know, I come from it with a unique perspective um, because, like, the roles that I play with the media, I've been asked to be shared. Um, I, you know, I definitely had a name um, in the blog era, especially as a photographer. Okay. So I was doing a lot of work with, uh, you know, the, you know, namely, you know, the Taylor game. Yeah, so ironically, my dude Wiz, what it do? Yeah, and we see the progression that Wiz has, especially with uh, the training that he takes in California, how serious and disciplined he's gotten with it. He's doing it, man. And how he's changed his whole physique off of that, you know, and that's somebody I personally know. 
it's uh it's pretty interesting to say so you know I, I remember that conversation and i think there was something significant that we both landed on that was really dope um you know like when you when you think of mma when you think of combat sports and stuff you, you kind of for a lot of purists or people who love boxing they talk about the idea of the sweet science, the mm-hmm. beauty of the chest yes. and all that. Yes. And usually those purists who are those those boxing purists, I'll use an example. I know we hate to name the names on this podcast and stuff, but I'll just say one for example, like a, a elephant in the room, Bob Aram. Bob Aram has been vocal. Um, he's been a hater. Not necessarily, voluntarily. He's, he's been axed. It's yes. not as if he's like necessarily volunteering his opinion on his own. So I don't necessarily believe that he's hating. But I do believe he's being honest in his decision and what he says. I think that, you know, he understands his age. He understands where he's at in the game. He also understands what the hell he's done. This is Bob Aaron. He's worked with literally some of the greatest fighters known in, in history. He still does. In, in modern day time. And he still does. Yeah, he still does. Yeah, he's, he, I mean, he still so promotes Terrence Crawford, away. you know, all these guys. Loma. Exactly. 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 And, and and literally, you know, like many wouldn't even really argue about Terrence Crawford being pound for pound. He just is, like in, in terms of right now. I mean, think about it. He has arguably and, the number one and number two pound for pound fighter in the game right now. He, are, he has Lomachenko and he has Terrence Crawford. The only one in that mix that he doesn't have his Canelo. He also has a deal with Tyson Fury. Absolutely. Literally the hottest heavyweight boxer right now. Yeah. The, the hot, or if anything, if people want to argue with me, the hottest, the hottest heavyweight boxer in the UK and some parts of the US. We'll just leave it at that. No, no, no. <laughs> just, you, 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 we don't even got to. We, we can call a buck a buck. Fam, he is the best heavyweight <laughs> boxer in the world right now. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Tyson Fury is that dude. Now, granted, those gloves. Those fucking yo, gloves. Yo, People are talking we, about we it gotta, enough. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about the gloves. Duh. Do, I, do I still believe but, that? Do I still believe that Deontay Wilder would have won that fight? the way that Tyson Fury was performing, I don't believe so. I don't believe that, uh, especially because because Fury has learned the Croc style and has learned to use his size as an advantage and how to lean in with that and not be afraid of using it and still, like, be like pretty and still like showboat as he wants to and still finesse. Like he's, there's, I don't, I don't see it in the third fight. I don't see it happening. He's fighting like a finessed. He's fighting like a finessed version of Lennox Lewis. And it's scary because he's bigger than Lennox Lewis. I know. Terrifying. And 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 and, and, and I find that ironic because if you remember years ago when when they were like getting their, their their bearings in and stuff, even with Joshua and Fury and stuff, they had the round table and Fury was making noise because he there was one particular fighter out of that that class that he would always call out, and that was Lennox Lewis. Yep. So I think he knows down that's somebody who could actually give him the business. some problems. Yes. But now I feel now I feel as though. Now that he's learned the science from the same gym or the same nucleus okay. that Lennox learned it as well, he might feel like he has that, that glow now. Like he could he could outshine him and outpower him and overpower him. But of course, it's 2020. This is like how many years of move Lennox Lewis? Absolutely. Like I mean, so, Lennox ain't so fighting again. Like, now, granted, Lennox did come back recently and say he'd still give everybody in the heavyweight division the business if he wanted to. And you know what? He I'm not said, here to I'm not here to call the man a liar. <laughs> no, no, he has said that. He has, you know, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing as well about, you know, that we could tie back in with Lennox Lewis and hip hop as well. When we think about the generationals that we have within hip hop as well and how they won't necessarily let up. Not the guard, 
but won't let up their swag or their ego. Ah. For instance, look at the producer battle on Instagram Live yesterday. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Literally, 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 you have like you have hip hops now, Mm -hmm. elder statesmen. Like for us, we're we're growing with them and we're just thinking like it's Swiss and Tim. Like we, but they are literally elder statesmen now. They are literally close to fifty in the same brass as Jay Z and all that, and they're still competing. For, for the sake of their ego, not for nothing else but bragging rights and for fun, which is dope. So, um, um, okay, and, I'm sorry. Hip hop, no. I'm sorry. No, no, continue. I'm sorry. I and with hip hop, we have, mm-hmm. and, and with hip hop, what we have here is you have a, a, a whole bunch of chaos that comes and gets organized on the track. Whereas, like in combat sports, you have so many mixed styles of martial arts coming together. It mm-hmm. might seem like chaos, but once it's in the octagon, once it's in that square circle, it's just a beautiful case Sorry. of organized chaos. Yeah. Sanctioned by like some judges and the referee. It's mm-hmm. literally like the best soundtrack you could ever have. Absolutely. And for us to be able to identify this unique pocket and this unique relationship, it not only opens the floodgates for these organizations, but also it gives voices to the fans that never had a specific place to speak on. Because like for us, we're not like the type of kiss-ass types where we're like fanboys. We keep it objective, we keep it respectful. We understand that these guys are professionals as well. But at the same time, you know, there's people who want to just share their thoughts and also share their theories, but not necessarily go all the way out of whack with it. Absolutely. Compared to what we've seen with the the Wilder and Fury case Mm -hmm. and the Glove Gate. Yes, there are some things there that are suspect, but Mm -hmm. do we have to lean in and go all the way out of pocket with this sometimes? No, we don't have to. And this is why I think the balance between us is going to work here, and I just appreciate you just having me here, man. And I'm I'm glad that we're going to be able to just build with our listeners and, and and break down the relationships between this rap and combat. 1,000%. Well, let me ask you this. In terms of, because let's stick with this, this battle that we've been having, man, because I can't stunt. If it goes in terms of a fight, and if we're looking at fights between rappers and we're talking about in DJs, fam, it feels like the DJ is coming back. Because in this time of quarantine, you would have 1,000% thought, I, I thought I'd be I'll be hearing freestyles left and right. I ain't heard nothing. But one thing I have heard is DJs going back in the day like it's DJ Jazzy Jeff and whoever the fuck. That's what it seems like right now. The DJs are taking over, putting on it. They are, they are, in my opinion, if it was a fight. As of right now, we have a 10-8 round. DJs working the hell out of rappers right now. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I honestly, you know, I have to agree with that. I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some rappers, you know, check in with other rappers and have live chats, which is cute. You know, I see them talking cute. about, yes. you know, making tracks, which is also and cute. suspect if we're talking about ASAP Rocky and my man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know. You know, like I'm noticing, you know, for instance, you know, like the world's favorite DJ now is DJ D Nice. He's became like He's Instagram's it. number one DJ for like overnight. He was a Run rapper it. in Run like '84. <laughs> exactly, and which is amazing. He, he, like, and that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. And we come back to the elder statesmen and how they're still maintaining their their foothold in the game. Absolutely. You know, and then we think back mm-hmm. to like something like a story like uh, John Jones and Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya argues that he's the young the young lion in the game when yeah. he's only two years removed 
from John Jones in age. But John Jones has had a whole decade of professional experience in the, in the octagon, in the, in the UFC, than Israel Adesanya did. Hey, but so that storyline All the wear and tear, all the damage, you're right. But, you, but you're right. But continue, continue, because this is good. No, 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 100%. I'm not, I'm just speaking on the on the straight, like, flat macro surface of a bigger picture, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, you always have these, like, generational battles that, that always seem to come, especially within hip-hop and in different aspects of the art form. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to see the, the beauty of DJs being able to do this at the comfort of their home, it's, like, the best part awesome. because what's super dope is you literally see what they do to prepare for, for events. Absolutely. Like, I think sometimes people imagine, and I'm not thinking that everybody does, but I think some people really just imagine that some DJs don't really, like, take this seriously on a daily basis. They just, like, love, they just excited to be a DJ, um, you know, and they might practice maybe once or twice a week or something like that. Yeah. No, these, these guys really go in, they it's go home, form. especially the ones who, exactly, it's especially a guy form. like D-Nice. Go ahead. No, I was saying it's a, it's a legit art form, and the cool thing about it is one thing I've noticed: um, you, either on title, um, they they they're literally putting the tracks, and when you're seeing the variety of different music that they're pulling from, and let's be honest, they're not just hitting us with the Migos and little this or little that, fam. He he's going back to the '70s to the '80s. He he's no, hitting you, all the hey, different realms. You gotta you gotta, you gotta really understand you gotta understand Sonic moments to understand why he got what he got when he got it right so so like there's this thing I, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday and i was just saying to her you know um with michael jackson when you think about wanting to be starting something what's the song what's the, the most like memorable part of the song that you remember and she said the mama say mama sa mama kusa and i was okay. like perfect okay. that was it and that's what i consider a sonic moment yes the build-up to that was a sonic moment because it got you so excited to that point that you literally felt a rush like or like goosebumps or like some type of chill mm -hmm. that you can't really explain this is tangible that just gets you together and then once you're in that environment together with a person like for instance when we go to the club and we hear dreams and nightmares intro and we're, we're singing come on we're singing, we're singing the lyrics i used to pray for rhymes like this it. and then when, when that build up happens like that you know what i mean like <laughs> then that Dude. hold up wait a minute jumps up and it rings Man. off it's everybody like, start oh, jumping oh, around and whatnot Bro, it's epic. Sonic moment. Yep. That Sonic moment. And and DJ D Nice, what makes him so special is because he's been the industry's choice for a long time. And everybody's yeah, known this behind the scenes. But now the whole world gets to see how special he is because not many DJs are that open formatted to listen to things. He understands his music so well. To, to do the things that he was doing without a crowd in front of him and just gaze the energy off the comments that he was seeing and some of the people that he knows from the relationships that he has and then start experimenting and yeah. like mixing stuff from from you know like going into like hip hop mm -hmm. and going into like soft house and going into you know straight up like Hector Lavoe like man merengue and come on fuck See, I'm half Puerto Rican like you know I'm feeling like that the, the Puerto Rican <laughs> the new Hector Lavoe the new like the, the Puerto Rican Frank Sinatra bro I lost it I was like this is amazing and then like to go to the deep rooms and deep cuts like like Sheik and and all these other and then go you know and then he didn't even play his own record like, let's put it like that he, he could have flexed and just put like call me D nice one time and he, that, mean, he didn't play he, he didn't call me that he didn't play that once he didn't even have to do it nah the, that just showcases how humble he is and how talented <laughs> man and, and it's funny so you made a great point we're going to change gears a little bit too because you talked about how yeah, he yeah. did that with no crowd whatsoever you my friend WWE fan pro wrestling fan 
they have been putting on yes, events sir. with no crowd still. Yes, While everybody else no is crowds. shutting down, they have been rocking forward, yes. bro. First of all, how you like that segue? Second of all, <laughs> what do you think about the way like that they've a, been doing? That was a gorgeous segue. <laughs> We we do this, man. Almost 200 episodes in, bro. Come on now. (laughs) So, um, so the way, and again, I want to talk about this because I'm noticing you're seeing um, Vince McMahon doing it. We're also noticing, you know, Dana is trying to do it. Do you think with as scary as things have been out there in these streets, the way that things have been happening, do you think this is a positive? or a negative because at the end of the day if we're looking at wrestling right wrestling itself I am not the biggest pro wrestling fan but one thing I do know is that they specifically feed off of the crowd they specifically are are talking to the crowd and now that they're directing that to the camera I'm hearing again I haven't been watching I don't know but what I continue hearing is that it just doesn't feel the same in terms of MMA, well, on the other hand, I've seen it. It's, it's it's a little weird, but we can still watch fights if that happens. Do you think the UFC and WWE should kind of just take it, just just take a step back, and just 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 take a time out for a second? That's a great question, man. Um, I'm going to share my personal opinions, and I, you know, it's that's not. That's all we care about. Saying, I don't care about nobody yeah. else's. Like, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> not, like it is what it is. Um, like context matters to everything that I'm saying. So like that's based off the foundation of everything I'm saying here, especially as a wrestling fan who's literally been a wrestling fan his whole life, a pro wrestling fan uh, his whole life. I've been an MMA fan since the first literal iteration of UFC when it almost got banned. Since in the 90s, boy. So like I've been deep with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've, I've seen it and like since childhood, been especially glued to the wrestling scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon um, takes his approach from the Walt Disney of the world, the P.T. Barnum's of the world. Mm-hmm. Dana White takes his approach from Vince McMahon, who took those approaches from those those predecessors, including his father, which is the show must always go on. Yeah, We got to look at it like this as well. The product that the WWE has, mm-hmm. a lot of people who love the product, who first fell in love with it, outgrow the product. Sure. Me, on the other hand, yeah. I'm an anomaly. You know, I, like, I happen to stick out like a sore thumb fucking being a geek that still, like, occasionally enjoys it. It is what it is. But, like, you know, like, it, it, like I'm so serious, like, so sincere. Going to WrestleMania is, like, the whole night. Hey, man, like, you and Daniel really Cormier holding it down, bro. <laughs> Yo, I actually have a funny story about that. WrestleMania 31, San Jose. Guess oh. who I was seated next to? Are you Daniel serious? Cormier, oh, bro. Friends. Yeah, I'm so serious. Like watching WrestleMania 31. Hey, literally, you and Daniel Cormier. Yeah, Daniel Cormier was just there chilling, doing his thing. Um, his his son was with him as well. I think I took a photo with him. I gotta look back. It's in the iCloud somewhere because it's a while ago. Fact. But yeah, like that it, that happened. That you know, like that, that was the thing. Funny, but bro. but anyways, back to the point. The point here at the at hand is is this: we gotta think about the product when in terms of WWE. They cater to kids. Yes. Now, we got to think about shows kids love that don't have audiences. Sesame Street doesn't necessarily have an audience, and they're okay. doing just fine. Okay, you're Mr. Right. Rogers, you know, that we grew up on, didn't necessarily have an audience, and they're doing just fine. Mm-hmm. I understand the argument here. People are going to say, well, yeah, they did just fine because it was in studio, yep. and they didn't necessarily need to have an audience. It's not dependent on such. Yeah. They didn't even have, like, in wrestling, you're used to having an in-studio audience, like, mm-hmm. for instance, like the old old NWA shows, the older WCW shows, and what have you. But what makes this very special 
in in Vince McMahon's eyes mm-hmm. and in terms of the company is that it literally could kill their product mm-hmm. because the way the dates are just marked for the year, the way that things are angled, the way that WrestleMania is angled, it really defeats the purpose of some storylines and it goes to waste. Now, there so were some keep rumors going around that's, that's exactly okay. because WrestleMania is their biggest super. We got to remember. It started, what, 1984? Yes, 30, what, six years or something like that? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's what, 30, 36 years now. 36, it's on its 36th anniversary and stuff. So it's it's there. It's it's a beautiful event. Um, It's become, like, a a mainstay as far as fanfare goes. They they tour across stadiums now. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, a game. They sell out. They've done Dallas Cowboys Stadium, like, broke record numbers and all that at the time. They do their thing. Um, so with with Vince, what, I think his approach is not a bad one. I think it's actually very genius, bro. Because there's no sports at all, nothing. at all. There's nothing. There's literally complete drought, and people are salivating and clamoring for some form of live entertainment at whatever capacity they want. Okay. So much so that we rewatched Beyonce's Homecoming together on Twitter because we were bored. Hey man, people so, people sat there and watched said, watched me break down a UFC card. That that already happened this week. And for those who are not paying, who right. don't know, check right. out Hot Mike. Yeah, check out Hot Mike. I'm actually doing exactly. a broadcasting on Hot Mike, man. Download the Hot Mike app today. Sign up with code Sergio, and you guys will go ahead and check that out, man. So just a little self shameless plug. I'm sorry, brother. Continue. No hell yeah, get on that hot mic, man. Get on that hot mic, for real, bro. You might you might catch me one time live commentating some wrestling shit one day. Yo, absolutely, <laughs> but, we got to. But yeah, no, no, no. All jokes aside, uh, the thing here is that it's such a unique position for Vince to be in, um, and the company to be in, uh, from a business standpoint, um, because of the eyes, the opportunity yes. of the eyes, the opportunity of reengaging nostalgic consumers, mm-hmm. because the 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 business that they're testing right now, they already just dropped the episode, a repeat of WrestleMania 30 on ESPN, okay. and they did successful numbers for, for the for the show, for Bob Iger and Disney and all that. Yeah. You know, so now they're going to do WrestleMania 34 that was in Dallas. I hope you have a chance just to check it out a little bit. I know that's not your scene. Oh, dude, I'm into it I'm now, bro. About. I'm trying to, come on, man, you're on here now. I got to check, I got to pay attention now. No, no, respect, respect. I, yeah. You know, I don't like to force hands and stuff like that. It just is what it is. So, Check it out. The Rock is in there. There's like Stone Cold. It's like great nostalgia. It's not like okay, it's not okay. just all new things. Which one did you say it was? Oh, uh, WrestleMania 34. It's this weekend at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Oh, I watched that. Plug. We gotta, we gotta make sure we gotta make sure that they hit you with a check off of that one. But, <laughs> Yo, you know but what? Low key, we're, um, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it, I think you should hit up Hot Mike, and uh, I think we might be able to get that on there. And if that's the case, you and I can stream together um, during yeah, doing the WrestleMania. So uh, yeah, yeah, just shoot them an email. I'll send you the link yeah. for it. But uh, but I think that'd be dope, man. Just because again. It is one of those things that I think people need to start paying attention to. And I think it's really, really dope to kind of see um, that, you know, especially with this time. This is a tumultuous time. I think a lot of us, you know, are in a position that we're kind of there are no fights. And it is kind of interesting hearing about how Dana and, and, and Vince McMahon are doing those type of things, man. So continue it, feeling, keeping that feeling, keeping that energy, I think is super important. And obviously from our end here at the Fight Podcast at Rapid Combat, we'll make sure we keep that kind of stuff going for you. Um, bro, before we let you out here. I need to I need to ask this in the time that you've been yeah, yeah, you've been here. you've been out here. here. So let me ask you this. Uh give me five things in this quarantine time you've been watching 
three to five that you've been watching and three to five things that you've been listening to? Man, to be honest with you guys, I'm going I'm to like, yo, I know a lot of people are scared with this quarantine and stuff like that. But if there's anything I can say to you guys right now, this is an awesome time, bro. This is an awesome time for us to regroup, recalibrate, to get in order. Um, this is a great time to create. Obviously, you're seeing how much we can create from the comfort of our homes, how much we can still connect. Social distancing does not mean social isolation. We can still connect in some nice. ways. So with that said, I've definitely been reading a little bit more. Um, I've been checking out some self-development podcasts a little bit. I've checked out some fights, of course. I've been um, checking out the live fights that they've been replaying on um, ESPN for sure. That's what's up. Um, what's I've up? Uh, checked out Hulu. You know, I've been I've been tuned into Dave, a little Dickies and show. Fam, I literally today. watched the first two episodes of that show uh, yesterday. Cracked up, bro. It's yeah, actually yeah. a legit dude. fucking show. So I have a theory. I have a theory that somebody at FX um, industry point, they they no? found they <laughs> they've cornered the market on the rappers that they're gonna use them. Facts. It's not like a race thing. It's a certain rapper. It's like think about it. Childish Gambino, Atlanta, yep. Little Dicky, yep. Childish Gambino, like a little Dicky. There's yep. a certain type of like, like it's like the hipstery, but not really hipster. Like you know I what it is. Sometimes it's like safe. I'm sorry. It's safe. What are the safe rappers? Sort of, what are the guys? Of, okay. No, go ahead. Yeah, because like, that's my thing. I'm looking at this. I think they'll test the waters with the Tyler. I think they'll test the water with with the Tyler, and then maybe try to go with like a young thug. I feel like young thug could toe the line, but also play it safe, mm-hmm. just enough. But I, I, I was saying, they, in they that, just the lane. I was saying, just but the people that they're doing it have mainstream appeal on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's mainstream I, I appeal on both sides. I don't think Yeah. That's a good point because they have like this commercial. Appeal to them but they also have this anti-appeal to them exactly they're, because you know what it is they're both in terms of Childish Gambino and uh, Donald Glover and Lil Dicky they're very much so anti-establishment in terms of the way that they've yeah. gotten themselves going and everything they do things a little bit outside of the box Lil Dicky obviously is a YouTube guy and he's kind of built himself up in that, in that route but what that ends up doing and again you have one dude who's in community right so you got you know they, they're, yeah. the way that it kind of ends up coming together Together is the fact that they are able to bring in specific audiences, little Dicky with the youth, and then you have Donald Glover with everybody yep. who watched him in the community and all the other shows. So again, it's not just hip hop yep. that pays attention. So they're actually able to bring the urban market as well as the pop market, and I think that's why those shows. Yep. In the, and again, they're actually very well done shows at the end of the day too. So I think no, that's a big thing. Yeah, it's not like some Tyler Perry shit. Like in my no, opinion, no, it's not like they're some legit. Tyler Perry shit where it's just like of stereotypes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, they're catering to the nerds and the blurs, which is Facts. I'm all the way here for. Like yeah. at the, as a like a member of Blurred Nation, Facts. like I absolutely Nigga. welcome you. I'm all about it. <laughs> right here. <laughs> like, yo, listen, I'm here for it. Like big introvert energy with coronavirus. Like I've been I've, I have my coronas out. Listen, um, you know, it like is. we came we, we, listen, this this combat stuff right now, I'm just trying to play catch up, study some fights again. Um, really trying to yo, honestly, I'm paying attention more to nuances now, more than all else in the fights. Like, because usually when we're looking at a fight, especially when we're looking at it the night of, mm-hmm. we're only paying attention to upper body more than yes. we're paying attention to lower body. 
and it really matters the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 paying attention so much more uh, because of our discussion we had regarding Izzy. Mm-hmm. And I had to do my homework to check out some of his fights, even in the in his days in glory and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even check out his losses and see why he lost and how he lost. Yeah. And you know I had have to defer to what you told me and sharing. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, let him know, let that? him know, let him know. Connections. No, I hear you just fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, in terms of Yoel Romero and stuff like that, yes, the kids did. Like, I still, you know, like we we definitely we definitely have like some difference of opinion there. But I absolutely agree with you that those kicks, no matter what, I might feel, even if I don't think they did like significant significant damage, they still did damage him at the end of the day, physically, absolutely. like speaking. Night of, he was on adrenaline, but like next day, whatever it is, yeah, he was definitely was at the house. Kicks. This isn't definitely at least, yeah, he unleashed some hard kicks. As much as some kicks were like kicks, whatever, like that you feel like, oh, you could have done a little bit harder. And I'm not trying to judge Izzy and making it seem like he's not like a dope ass motherfucker or like doesn't deserve to be where he's at. All right, so I understand. I'm just saying within the fight, yeah, yeah, within the aspect of the fight, and I think you understand what I mean because Bisping had some comments in regards to this as well. B- um, Bisping's is still you know, a competitor at heart, and at the end of the day, he still believes he can beat Israel Adesanya, but the fact of the matter is, if they competed when Bisping had the belt no, I don't and think Adesanya... I don't think Israel would, would get the best of He'd work Israel, his ass out. After, after watching the Gaston fight again, yeah. after watching the Gaston fight again, I realized, like, the Whitaker fight, like, I was definitely like, yo, this kid is special, but the Gaston fight really, like, gave me, like, Heart of a lion, watching bro. it a second time again. It, it gave me like some confirmation to the things that you were sharing with me about him. Um, you know, what? I might I might feel away about the shit that he talks about. I yeah, might feel okay. like he's a little bit cringeworthy, yeah. like you know. But but I gotta respect I gotta respect the authenticity because exactly. he's been who he was from the beginning. Um, from from the beginning. Um, so look, that that just leaves it there. I'll say this for yourself and uh, and for those listening. I think great places to check out nuance and details of certain things. Check out Morning Combat with. Luke, with Luke Thomas, he does an incredible job. Um, check out yep. uh, Daniel Cormier's Dissected, the same series that Kobe Bryant had. Uh, Kobe actually handpicked yep. Daniel Cormier for those who don't know. Yep. Yeah, and it's on ESPN. Check that those out. Uh, check out Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy um, has his site also, which is. Um, I'm blanking on the name of Dan Hardy's right now, but he look at his YouTube page. Dan Hardy also does a phenomenal job of breaking fights down. Uh, oh, it's Full Reptile. Full Reptile. Check that out. Um, so th- those those are three that I, I lean on when I'm looking at because because here's the thing. At the end of the day, all of us miss things, especially during the time watching it. These are people who are literally professional yep. guys who break film down the same way that NBA players go to Chris Brinkley and have Chris go out there and break the specific film down. This is exactly what these guys are doing for fights so you have an opportunity to go out there and check their, their things out and they really break down specific nuances that I think are phenomenal so that's for you know you and everyone listening man but E first time was man beautiful job bro I appreciate you joining me on the podcast today man any pardon shots for us my man my man thank you so much again Serge I appreciate it big shout out to the fight podcast we're just getting started this community is only going to grow and we're only gonna get better. So like right now, like you're seeing this probably on the fifth floor, but the best part about this is that like when we're at the, the penthouse, like it's gonna be lit. And then when we're at the rooftop, it is gonna be crazy. Absolutely. So just stay tuned, keep on rocking with us. We're only getting started. Well, let me ask you this, man. Why are you on the mic now? 
during this quarantine time, we have wrestling, we have fights, we have a, and we have hip hop. Do you mind coming on between once and twice a week with me on the show so we can break this stuff during this quarantine time? Oh, absolutely. I have no problems whatsoever. Is. Let's make this happen. Let's try to see. Let, let me, let's see if we could, let's see, you know, like, let's just test the waters. Let's see if we could try a stream session or something let's like that. Let's do it. I, Somehow, some way. Um, you know, let's, let's get, let's engage our callers or let's engage with our audience or something like that. Let's try it out. But I'm definitely here with it. We, we got this Corona vibe going and we got the Corona in combat that we got to talk about too. Corona so, in combat. We'll let everybody know about that very soon. Man, well, yo, E, thank you so much for joining me today on the Fight Podcast. We will be joining once and once again very soon, brother. My man, Absolutely. take care. Yes, sir. Be safe out there. My man, peace. There it is, there it is, there it is, man. That was my convo with Big E of Rapping Combat, man. I appreciate him, as always, for coming on the show, man. Great time. And I'm telling you, man, we're going to have way more amazing conversations, man. I'm telling you, man, that dude understands the game. He has his finger on the pulse, man. And, And being that he is somebody that is, you know, into the game, one of us, man. Look, man, the fact that we can sit there, talk about all of combat sports we can talk about pro wrestling which i'm not gonna lie man i'm not as you know on top of but i kind of want to be man it seems like it's something that's really coming back so i, I really want to be involved in that as silly as it may seem man but i want to see what's going on look man i grew up a fan of the rock you know stone cold we were all getting our 316 on in middle school man so i kind of want to jump in into that mix and it seems like we got more brothers in the in the game more than now more than ever man so uh and look man in terms of mma you know we have obviously brock listeners in the game and uh kane velasquez seemed to be making a little bit of noise so um look i'm happy we're talking about that I'm happy we get the chance to talk about hip-hop you know and, and so much more with them man so as always thank you for big e joining us on on today's show and uh man that about does it for this episode 196 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe man make sure you check us out everywhere we are not only obviously everywhere podcasts are available we are also now on hot mic man so you can go on there we we broadcast fights live for you so anytime there's a fight on espn or showtime whatever it is holla at me if you want to make sure you have different people not just the same you know buttoned up tight lip dudes talking you want somebody else has a little bit more flavor in your broadcasting man let me know i'll go ahead and shoot the guys at hot mic line and we'll make sure we i am the one broadcasting that fight for you guys all you guys have to do is download hot mic and pretty much put promo code sergio on there and i will take care of it from there all right man with that being said Thank you guys as always for joining me on today's show. I am the underground king, Serge Vicente. You can check us out everywhere. Podcasting is available. The Fight Podcast. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Deuces! Deuces!